G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points to Moses as an example we can follow for prayer. Bold, courageous prayer. Moses asked for the most audacious thing. He actually said to the Lord, I want to see you. Please show me your glory. I love talking with you. I love our conversations together. But I actually would like to see you, God. And Moses saw God. And you can see God too. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. The Lord never advises us to approach His throne with reluctance or uncertainty. Even though he's God most high, Hebrews invites us to come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. And today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie points to the example of Moses who showed us how to approach the Lord with uncommon courage and confidence. We'll get some practical insight on taking our prayer lives to the next level. I have a message for you from a new series that we're doing called Water, Fire, Stone, based on the life of Moses. And the title of my message is How to Have Friendship with God. Would you like to have friendship with the creator of the universe? Talk about having friends at high places. I'm telling you, it's possible. I want to talk to you about a man that knew God in a personal way. A man who had a friendship with God, and of course that man's name is Moses. And one day in deep conversation, Moses and his friend, God Almighty, were talking, and Moses asked for three things from the Lord. And if you're taking notes, you might wanna write these three things down because these are three things you should ask for. Number one, Moses asks the Lord for divine direction. He asks the Lord for divine direction. Verse 13, now I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me your way. I love what the Lord says to Moses, verse 14, my presence will go with you and I will give you peace. The Hebrew here is vivid. It could be better translated, my face will go with you. Now what does that even mean? God says, you have my full attention. When I'm hanging out with my five grandkids, they always want me to watch them do whatever it is they're doing. Maybe it's a cartwheel. Maybe it's riding a skateboard. Whatever it is. Papa, they say, watch me, watch me. And I watch them and afterwards I give my approval. Oh, you did that beautifully. That was great. They want to be affirmed. They want to be loved. They want to be appreciated. Are we any different? We're saying, Lord, watch me. Lord says, you have my full attention. I'm looking right at you. By the way, aren't you glad God doesn't have a cell phone? You know how distracted people are with cell phones? 
And what, if the Lord, if I, what, what? He's, you know, scrolling through stuff, you know. Now, the Lord, you have his full attention. He's watching you, but he's watching you with great love and with affection. I think sometimes I think, oh, God is watching me. And that's a negative thing. I heard a story about a thief that broke into a house. It was very dark. And he's making his way around and suddenly he heard a voice pierce the darkness, which said, Jesus is watching you. Oh, who said that? He couldn't believe it. And, and the, another moment passes and again the voice says, Jesus is watching you. He's fumbling for his flashlight. He turns it on and it's a parrot who says for the third time, Jesus is watching you. The thief is laughing. Oh, and I was so scared. And then he follows that perch and goes down to the base and there's a Doberman with his teeth showing. And then the parrot says, sick him, Jesus. <laughs> wow. You know, first of all, don't ever name your dog Jesus, okay? But it's a silly joke to make this simple point. That's how some people see God. Oh, sick him, Jesus. God is against me. No, God loves you. God is for you. And God approves of you. Now, if you're living apart from Him in sin, that's not true. But if you've asked Him to forgive you of, of your sin, the Bible says He has made you accepted in the Beloved. Ephesians 1.6 tells us that. You are accepted by God. You are loved by God. You don't have to earn that every day. It's done already, bought for you by Christ on the cross. And so the Lord is saying, buddy, I got your back. Okay, don't worry. I'll go with you. You will have my full attention. Now, number two, Moses asks for confirmation. First he asks for direction. Now he asks for confirmation. Uh, verse 15, if you don't personally go with us, don't make us leave this place. How will anyone know uh, that you look favorably on us or on me and on your people if you don't go with us? Lord, the angels are great, okay? But we don't want an angel. We want you. I love that. Remember when Mary Magdalene went to the tomb of Jesus early in the morning? She was not expecting to meet a risen Savior. She was going to show her devotion to Him and anoint His dead body. And suddenly an angel is talking to her there at the tomb. And it's interesting because the angel engages her and says, woman, why are you crying? And she says, well, because they've taken away my Lord. And I don't know where they've taken him. I find that fascinating. Wait, she, you would think she'd say, wait, what? You're like an angel and you just asked me a question? Yeah, whatever, an angel. Well, they've taken away Jesus. All she could think about was Jesus. Jesus isn't here. I don't know where his body is, Mr. Angel. And then what happens after that? Jesus appears and says, Mary. You see, Moses didn't want an angel. He wanted the Lord himself to go with him. And that's what we should all want. And God reassures his friend Moses in verse 17. The Lord replied favorably to Moses, I will indeed do what you've asked and look favorably on you and I know you by name. Loose paraphrase, buddy, you got it. The Lord was drawing him out. This is always what God wanted to do for Moses, but Moses was learning how to pray and how to be persistent and how to keep going to the Lord again and again and again. It's great to have you join us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie. We're learning to follow the example of Moses in approaching the Father confidently and expectantly. Pastor Greg continues his message now. Now Moses goes to the next level. 
Moses goes for the gold. He figures, hey man, I'm on a roll. God's answering my prayers. And Moses asked for the most audacious thing. Uh, it's really unprecedented what he asked for. He actually said to the Lord, I want to see you. Verse 18, please show me your glory. Another way to state it, I want to see you, God. I love talking with you. I love our conversations together, but I actually would like to see you. So the Lord works out a super sweet deal for Moses. Check this out. Exodus 33. I'm reading from the New Living Translation. The Lord replied, I'll make all my goodness pass before you and I will call out my name, the Lord, to you. I'll show kindness to anyone I choose and mercy to anyone I choose, but you may not look directly at my face for no one can see me and live. The Lord continues, stand here on the rock beside me. As my glorious presence passes by, I'll put you in the crevice of the rock and cover you with my hand until I have passed. Then I'll remove my hand and you can see me from behind, but my face will never be seen. Like, what? This is insane. It's so beautiful. The Lord's saying, you're my friend. I I'm gonna cut a special deal for you, Moses. I'm gonna let you do something no one has ever done before. And what Moses then saw, I can't even imagine. We're in awe of such a relationship. We think, oh man, I wish I knew God like that. But here's something that might surprise you. Did you know that your friendship with God as a Christian is even closer than the friendship that Moses himself had with God? You say, how's that possible? Because Moses was in the Old Covenant. And though this was a very special relationship he had with the Lord, you, if you're a Christian, are in the new covenant. You go, what are we even talking about, new covenant? When Jesus died, a new covenant was established. He fulfilled all of those Old Testament sacrifices and types in himself. He was the Lamb of God who took away the sin of the world. Coming back to Mary, who was hanging on to Jesus after he appeared to her, he said, stop clinging to me, for I must ascend to my God and to your God, to my Father and your Father. No Jew in the Old Testament called God Father, but in the New Testament we can all call him Father because of the death and resurrection of Jesus. The Lord was saying to Mary, Mary, listen, now he's your God and now he's your Father and you can call on him and so we can have this friendship with God. And it's interesting because Jesus says, no longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing. But I've called you friends. For all things I've heard from my father, I've made known to you. And Moses saw God. And you can see God too. You may remember the story of Stephen in the book of Acts. He became the first martyr of the church. A courageous young man that would not back down from his faith. And he stood before the religious uh, rulers of that day known as the Sanhedrin, sort of the Supreme Court, but a, a religious group as well as a political group. And, and he proclaimed the gospel to them and they rewarded him by taking his life through stoning, a horrible way to die. And as his life was draining from him, we read that Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed steadily into heaven and saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus standing at the place of honor at God's right hand. Stephen saw his glory. Moses saw his glory. And one day, we'll see his glory. But until that day, we need to walk with him in 
friendship with him. So in closing, I'm asking, are you a friend of God? You say, I hope so. Well, listen to this. If you're not a friend of God, you're by default an enemy of God. Not a frenemy, an enemy of God. The Bible says before we're believers that we are living in sin and we are enemies who need to be reconciled to God. The Bible describes people that don't believe as enemies of the cross. And the Bible also says a person that loves this world is not a friend of God, but they're the enemy of God. So I don't think you want to be an enemy of God, do you? I think you want to be a friend of God. I've told you my story before of how I became a Christian, but there was one statement that hit my heart like a lightning bolt from heaven. And it's when Lonnie, who was the preacher that day, said on my high school campus, Jesus said, you're either for me or against me. Another way of putting it, he was saying, you're either God's friend or God's enemy. I looked around at the Christians and I thought, well, they're, they're the friends of God. They have a relationship with God. They, they know the Lord. They're for Him. And I'm not one of them. Does that mean that I'm against God? Well, the last thing I wanted was to be against God. So that was the day I believed. And maybe this will be the day you believed. By the way, when I went to that meeting, on the front lawn of my high school campus, I was not invited by anyone. In effect, I was eavesdropping on their time of worship. And maybe some of you have joined us like that. You know, someone told you to tune in and you're checking it out and you're thinking, I don't know, could this even be true? And if it is true, what a work for someone like me? Well, number one, it's all true. Everything I'm saying to you is true. Not because I said it, but because the Bible says it. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. It's all true. Number two, you can come into a relationship with God. You can have your sin forgiven. And you can go to heaven when you die. You say, no, Greg, that's too good to be true. No, it isn't. It is true. And it can be true for you right now. Jesus died on that cross for your sin. You see, we talk about intercession. Moses stood in the gap for the people of Israel. Jesus stood in the gap for you and died in your place. With one hand, he took hold of a holy God. And with the other hand, he took hold of sinful humanity. And spikes were driven through those hands. And he bled and died on the cross for your sin. And if you'll turn from your sin and believe in him, you can be forgiven just like that. And know without any doubt that you'll go to heaven when you die. And you too can see the glory of God. You too can have friendship with God right here, right now. Maybe I'm talking to somebody that has no friends to speak of. You're lonely. You're isolated. You're hurting. You think, no one cares about me. Oh, that's not true. God cares about you. I think a lot of other people do too. But I know this much, God loves you. And God has a good plan for your life, but he won't force it into your life. You need to reach out and ask him to come and be your savior, your God, your Lord, and yes, your friend. Jesus, who died on that cross for your sin and rose again from the dead, stands at the door of your life now and he knocks and he says, if you'll hear his voice and open the door, he will come in. That's what it means to be a Christian. It's having Christ live inside of you. And in a moment, I'd like to extend an opportunity for you to believe in Jesus, an opportunity for you to be forgiven of all of your sin. If you want Jesus to come into your life, if you want to go to heaven when you die, 
If you want your sin forgiven, if you want to be ready for the Lord's return, if you want to start this friendship with God, stop what you're doing and pray a prayer with me right here, right now. Again, I'll lead you in a simple prayer. And I want you to pray this after me. You can pray it out loud if you like. You can pray it silently if you like. But offer this prayer to God and He'll hear you. Just pray this if you will. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. But I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sins and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now and I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer and answering it. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Pastor Greg Laurie, closing in a word of prayer with those who are making a decision for the Lord today. And if you've just prayed that prayer with Pastor Greg, we'd love to follow up with you and help you as you begin to live the Christian life. We'd like to send you our New Believers Growth Packet free of charge. It'll answer many of the questions you might have and get you started on the right foot. Just call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Next time on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie continues our series based on the life of Moses. It's a look at the blessings that the Lord has in store for His children. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called How to Have Friendship with God. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 